0: Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 139. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to bring on guests to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship topics because... This is so much more than food. It truly is a lifestyle. Be sure to hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at brownvegan there. And of course, all of the show notes and everything mentioned in this episode can be found at brownvegan.com. So yes, I hope you're doing well. And if not, I send good vibes that you'll feel better very soon. I feel like this is the first time that I woke up and I feel so refreshed in weeks. I'm telling you, it had to be at least five weeks. I feel like I haven't been sleeping as well. Just a whole lot of crap going on in my personal life, trying to sort through. But overall, I'm just really thankful to be here with you. And yes, we're gonna have another good episode. So today on the show, I have Breck Oxford- branch. Okay. I had to thought a branch on it because she just got married. (laughs) So Breck was on this show back in 2018. She came on to talk about her vegan journey. We talked a little bit about her business at that time, but I wanted her to come back on the show. And the reason why is because I feel like there's such a glow up here. And I love to talk about the glow up stories. And I feel like that has happened for Breck as far as her personal life and her business. So Breck is a vegan chef. She has celebrity clients. She does pop-ups. She does catering events. She is really out there with making this vegan life delicious for people who are curious about going vegan or even just planting a seed to get more people to, you know, transition to this lifestyle. In this conversation, we go behind the scenes with her business and her life and her finding love. We talk about her vegan wedding. We talk about the importance of taking a break as you are building and growing your business. All of that good behind the scenes stuff that we enjoy. As always, you can find all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 139. Also be sure to follow Breck on Instagram. Her Instagram is at insatiablevegan. So, yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. So Let's start there. Like, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm really good. I mean, I'm busy and I really don't have any complaints and I just try to get better every day. That doesn't mean that like stuff doesn't go wrong because it does. But it's just there's just been a bit of a shift. So it's good.
0: Yes. It has been a shift.
2: I'm good. Thank you.
0: Good. <laughs> Look, okay. Outside of what I told you a few minutes ago, as far as me hanging out with my sister last night, I've been a little hungover. <laughs> Other than that, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Let's start with the business thing. Let's start with some of the business and how you have grown I like so much since our last conversation as far as having your catering business, doing pop-ups having your your private clients. You've always had that going, but I feel like it's on a, a bigger scale these days. So how has your business, I feel
2: like, evolved since 2018? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's been that long?
0: Yeah, since we last did this. I know, I, I looked this morning, and I was like, dang, I didn't,
2: That's crazy.
0: Wait, but actually, has it really been that long? Because we
2: can't count 2020. And I feel like half of (laughs) this year, we can't count. Like all of that did happen. (laughs) Um, I know. Yeah, so much has happened. I mean, like you said, I think it's just on a, a little bit of a bigger scale and it's bizarre. And, you know, obviously I'm still trying to work my way to, you know, bigger and better. And it's just... Weird now, you know, insatiable used to be this little thing that nobody knew about. And, you know, a few people like yourself, you know, were like, hey, you know, you want to be on the podcast? And I lost my mind because I was standing for you. And then all of a sudden, just different people just started hitting me up. And then I became like the girl with the line at pop ups. It was just insane. Things just kind of progressed naturally. And then all of a sudden, it feels like there was this boom, but nothing was really overnight. I think, you know, people have a idea, which I'm glad that you were like, what's been going on since 2018? Because I'm like, dag, I didn't realize it was that long ago. But yeah, I mean, things have gotten crazy. I have celebrity clients now. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? It's just weird <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. These days, do you have like a staff or do you have people just come in for certain projects? Like, how does that look for you?
2: Yeah. So I have a staff that come in for certain projects. So if I'm doing a large event, like something over 12 people, I normally bring my staff in and have them work it. I no longer do anything over 50 people. If it's over 50, I don't want anything to do with it.
0: Um, <laughs> wow, because I remember you did that wedding, right? Yeah. and that was like a hundred people or something crazy like that, wasn't it? it? Or was,
2: what? Yeah, it was a crazy experience. I don't even want to talk about it. it. It just wasn't. Oh wow, it was a learning lesson for me. Everyone, all of the guests were very happy with the food and the service, but the people. I'm good. We can just skip <laughs> <sit> right over. <laughs> <laughs> Over that. But I did do another wedding, and that was for, I want to say 155, and that was like a ridiculous success. It went so well. Everyone was so happy. The bride and groom are still clients of mine to this day. But I've just decided it's too much of a headache and I like the intimacy of things. So I like to keep it as small as I possibly can. So 50 is my cap no matter what. I don't care who you are, (laughs) what type of money you're offering. Fifty.
0: That's it. You're like that's all my mental health can take. That's <laughs> <50 laughs> <out> the limit. <laughs> so I know that you used to do okay because I feel like when you first started your brand, you focus on like because I love and like you said you love the intimacy. You focus on the small pop ups. Was mm-hmm. it at your place or was it at someone else's place? And you would have like ten people there and y'all would have yes. drinks and mm-hmm. food and all of that. I feel like that's where you started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, it was at my sister's house actually, and it was insatiable the experience. And you know, it would be three courses, came with wine, and just whoever wanted to come 10 to 12 people. That was the cap because it was just me. And people loved it. And I loved it. You know, I would be in the kitchen and I would hear people like laughing and joking who have never met before. So it was kind of risky because, you know, we're just inviting people we don't know into my sister's home <laughs> to come and yeah. kick it and eat. But it turned out to be great. And I'm so thankful that she was open to allowing strangers from all over. You know, people were driving in from Maryland, which I thought was insane. Yeah. To come down and have, you know, something to eat. So it was nice.
0: And I like how you, you were able to use that, I feel like, as an opportunity to grow, you know, test recipes, you know, see what people mm-hmm. really like, how to yeah. put things together. Even though I know you already have experience in all of that, it's one thing to do it in your own kitchen, but to put it out to the world and see if they like it is a whole nother
2: thing. Yeah. So
0: it allows you to do that. I remember a while ago, darn, was it, are they Urban Bush Babies? Is that the brand? that you I think you cooked for them too right at one point
2: Urban Bush Babies maybe that's what yes oh T you're talking about TK and Prinia? yeah this, the twins right yeah, the Quan sisters yeah yeah but they're actually nay, I think that
0: was the old brand I think I'm thinking about when she was with someone else I don't think that that's the one she did with her sister because for the longest time I didn't even know she had this one sister
2: yeah yeah that was a blog that they did years ago so TK she's actually a rapper too and she's like hella good and they're both writers and obviously they're models. They just came out, you know, with their own sunglasses line and they're dope as fuck. I love them. They're young and they really know who they are. And I find that with a lot of like the younger, like the millennials and the generation, what, what is it? The Gen Z's like, they really know who they are. You know, mm-hmm. we were having a conversation at one of the dinners that we did. And someone came over to both of them and said, okay, girls. And they both at the same time said, ladies, we're not girls. And I was like, okay. (laughs) That was a beautiful lesson for myself just to kind of stand in who you are. So I love those ladies. I love them. Yeah.
0: So I feel like when you, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about the, maybe the timing is off, but I feel like when, when I saw you work with them, then it kind of just snowballed into other opportunities. That's what I feel like I noticed it. Or no.
2: My first major opportunity like was DMC of Run DMC.
0: Oh, wow.
2: That was like, I want to say two and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. And then it was quiet. And then I got a couple other people. But what did it, I got Kyrie Irving. And then from there, things just went kind of berserk.
0: Oh, wow. OK, I can see that because yeah. he's, he's a vegan. right? Is he a vegan? I thought he was one. I thought I read that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I don't know what he was eating outside of what I, you know, would cook. But I was, you know, with him, you know, almost every day. So.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't have to be specific to him because I know that you probably can't disclose a lot of that relationship. (laughs) Right. I understand. (laughs) But I want to know this, though. I want to know like behind the scenes of like what it looks like to have celebrity clients when you're being a chef for them, because that first of all, it sounds like an amazing opportunity, but it also sounds like. For me, I'm like, man, what would you cook? Do you just go off of a list of things that you, when you first reach out or start working with them, do you get an idea of some of their likes and dislikes and do you just kind of cook for them or do they send in requests, a little bit of everything? What does that look like?
2: I mean, everybody is different. So normally what happens is I'll do a tasting for them and I'll do like, All of my smashers, like my top, like eight things, I'll put it all beautifully on a tray for them, let them eat. And then normally by the time I'm like cleaning up and leaving, they're like, so you're coming back tomorrow?
1: And I'll be like, okay.
2: (laughs) And from there, I kind of like to talk to them about allergies, what they like and don't like. So I always normally talk to either like a house manager or assistant about What are allergies and what are their aversions to food? Because I certainly don't want to make anyone anything that's going to make them sick or that they're not going to like. So Mm -hmm. once I have those two things, I go, you know, balls to the wall and I just, you know, do my tasting off of that. And then after I get the gig, I normally say, you know. Are you what are you on any regiment? What are you trying to do? Because some people are athletes, some are models, some are actors, some are like real estate moguls who just want to be super dope. So, Mm. you know, it all depends. But I love my favorite clients are the ones that say, make me whatever you want.
0: I know that sounds so fun. Oh, my goodness. So so what are some of your favorite things to make for people who talk who make
2: that type of request? That just sounds so fun. I've been having a lot of fun lately with different Indian dishes and energy balls. And I know that sounds like so simple, but energy balls to be able to create a little piece of magic that tastes like a piece of pie to me. That's totally good for you. For me, that's blowing my mind right now. And I know that's like really old to a lot of people, but I'm here for it. I'm just getting on the train. So I enjoy that. And then I really love because in the middle of the night I'll have. Like I'll just wake up at three in the morning. My husband will be like, are you serious right now? I'll be like, ooh, strawberry butter with basil and whatever. So (laughs) I like to be able to just, you know, create something new that I've never done before. And I can give it to them and kind of, you know, feel out, they feel out everything. And then they let me know what they think about it. So I just think creating period is my favorite thing, just new stuff.
0: Yeah, I believe that about you. I, I, man, this is it's ridiculous, Breg, when I think about it, because I ha- have never had your food. It's been so long that we've been connected. And one of these days, we have to make that happen. We really do. Because your presentation always looks so beautiful to me. The food just always looks amazing. When I look at your menus, when you have like your different pop-ups and things like that, I'm like, damn, that looks good. <laughs> that oh,
2: well, thank great.
0: you. I want yes, to thank you. Yes. I guess what I'm trying to figure out right this second is how in the heck are you balance in all of this as far as because I feel like you're you have your hands in so many different pots. You're a mom, you're a new wife. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit.
2: <laughs>
0: you do the pop-ups and not only do you do them in because you you still do them in Jersey, right? And then you I do did. them in Detroit too. Yeah. You do them in Detroit. You just started doing that. And yeah. then you have your, you know, of course your private clients and then your events that you cater for as well. So how do you determine as far as what's the priority? Because I feel like I'm sure that you're in positions sometimes where you feel like you're being pulled all over the place. So what's your priority when it comes to, as far as what are you doing the most?
2: What am I doing the most? Probably my private clients. I do that the most. I try to stick to maybe two pop-ups a month and that's it. I mean, the nice thing about running your own business is that you get to create your own schedule. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to work with, you know, high end clients on a private level because I just let them know straight off the bat. I'm very transparent. I'm not around from this time to this time, this time to this time. If you want, I can meal prep for you while I'm gone. So you have something, but you just let me know how it's going to work. But I will not be here, you know, this time because I have an event over here. I'm going here. And they're really understanding because their lives are like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just nice. I just I have a calendar and I stick to it and I write everything down. And Noble has been great. I mean, he's grown up in it. He's growing up in it. I mean, he's only five for fuck's sake. But you know, I can't I- believe
0: he's five. Oh, my God. I feel like you just had him because I remember like the first year and a half of his life. I felt like I didn't even see his face. Like yeah. I knew I feel like you just had him. How is he? Five? <laughs> it
2: It's crazy. Now he's just, he's all over the place. And sometimes I have to bring him with me. It's very, it's not often that that happens, but when I do, he's good, you know? And then a lot of times my clients have children, so they have playrooms and they just let him go ham in there. So it's nice. It's very very nice. nice. It sounds
0: great. I love it. I feel like you have truly carved out what it is because I know when we've spoken, even if not even a podcast episode, when we've spoken just in general, I feel like you weren't really sure. It was kind of like, and so in so many ways, which is relatable to me and so many other people who are trying to build businesses, but you're just kind of throwing things at the wall and figuring out what works for you, what sticks, what makes the most sense. And I feel like now that I'm hearing behind the scenes of this, it's really a nice balance. And I'm sure that having the private clients, especially high profile clients allows you because um, you know, financially is a little different yeah. and it allows you not to take on as much because you're charging more.
2: Right. It's, you know, it's so crazy. My homegirl, she's also a chef in Philly and she sometimes is my sous for different events that we do. But she's like, why are you working like a slave? Like, what are you doing? You don't have to do all this stuff. And I'm like, but I enjoy it. My favorite thing to do are pop-ups. It's just my favorite thing. And then from there... I love doing private chef experiences with people like you and me. And then it's the high-end clients, like the high-end clients, they're great. And I appreciate, you know, like you said, financially what it does for my family. And, you know, that's cool. But I like kicking it with the people. I love being at a pop up and talking about how is your day? Do you like this? You know what's going on in your family? Like I just feel like it's extended family.
0: And then it's like outreach in a way because, like you said, most of the people who are attracted to your brand aren't even vegan. So it's like a great way to be the seed for people. Like, okay, I can do this. Maybe this is something I can consider. Opposed to when it's already like a client, like who know, like a private client who knows what they want. It's, It's it's not as fun. I mean, it's fun, but you know what I mean? It's not, I can see why it doesn't feel the same way. You don't get the same energy from it.
2: Yeah, I'm a people person. I like to be, I'm a little introverted, but ultimately when I'm with my food, the food is like the star and I'm the background. So it's just nice to be able to hide behind the food a little bit, but still connect with people. Yeah. So I'm all about relationships and The fact that I'm able to go out and just kick it just me and it's not the healthiest of food at these pop ups, you know, it's all fried stuff, but it's fried to order and it's fun. And why not? So I just I have a good time with it. Yeah. One of the reasons
0: why I think you worked a lot is because you were a single mom. Since Noble's been born, you've been a single mom. And I think that even though you love doing the pop-ups, the outreach and connecting with people, I feel like a lot of it was out of necessity, right? Back, especially back in the day, you know, when he was a baby, a lot of it was out of necessity. So do you think that that had a lot to do with why you decided to take that one month break when you got married recently?
2: Yes. Yes. I mean, definitely it was necessity and it was, you know, I just... Wanted to get try to get my name out there, but it was definitely necessity. I was saying yes to everything. You know, there were times where I would do different events and not make money, which to this day, and I know that this is not where we're going, but I just want to tell anybody who's trying to start a business, don't chase the coin because You're not always going to make money. There may be a bigger opportunity there for you than instant money because you never know who's in the room. You never know who you're talking to. So I didn't care if people were like, do you want to come and do this? I'd be like, "Yep, I'm coming. So, you know, after doing that for so many years, yes, 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 yes. And no, no's. I mean, it took my husband to say, listen please don't work on our honeymoon. Please don't answer any emails and just take a minute to breathe for yourself. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna work. I'm gonna take time off right before the wedding and then just take a full month. And it was the best thing that I ever did.
0: It's Monique hopping in real quick to let you know that I put together a vegan starter kit for you. So if you are vegan curious or you're a vegetarian, I put together some steps that you should take in order to make vegan life a reality for you. In the vegan starter kit, I go over meal planning, grocery shopping, eating out and all of the steps that you need to take to get started right now in a very practical way. Head over to brownveganvip.com to download the free vegan starter kit. That's brownveganvip.com. I don't even know if I want to call you a workaholic, but with somebody who is always working,' call you because it just sounds because I don't want it to sound like negative because I, I don't really believe that about you. I just think this is a passion for you, so it doesn't even probably feel like you know it probably doesn't even feel like work for you most of the time. Yeah but did you initially go into the like thinking you were going to do a whole month? because for somebody who doesn't take any breaks, a whole month is a long time.
2: No, I thought that I was going to take. A couple of weeks, like the week of the wedding and our honeymoon, because our honeymoon was literally two days after we got married. So I was like, oh, when I get back, I'm just going to get back to work. But I was like, that's impossible. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm just going to take the full month. So it took, you know, a little bit of, should I do it? Should I not do it? And then I was just kind of like, fuck that. I'm taking a month off. People will be fine. Nobody's going to die.
0: I remember when you posted, you were like, no phone calls, no texts, no emails. I'm out.
2: (laughs) Like you can hit me up. I will not be responding. And people still still hit me up. And I was just like, okay, have fun with that. I'm chilling in Barbados. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is.
0: Breck, I want to hear more about your, your love story. And the reason why is because I know at one point when we talked, and I know it's because you work you you work a lot, you have Noble, you have so much going on. I didn't feel like when we we talked about this before, that you felt like there was a place for love in your life. And you kind of, yeah. in a, a little bit, kind of given up on it, I feel like. it was yeah. a time where you were just kind of like, uh, maybe it wasn't necessarily a priority, but I honestly kind of felt like you just kind of gave up on it. You're like, not
2: even... Yeah, that's
0: not something I want to do. So let's tell us about your love story, because I really want to know more about
2: it. So it's not that I didn't. It's not that I gave up on it. I just didn't think that it was going to happen for me because I came out of a very toxic relationship 10 years on and off. It was terrible. And I just, it did a number on my self-esteem. Like I just thought that I wasn't lovable, that I was too much, that like nobody would check for me. I'm 30. At the time I was 36. I had this baby. I'm like, I'm old and I have this baby and who's going to want me? Like it was just bad. And I just started like ugly crying and praying to God on my knees, literally. And I'm not religious at all, but I do believe in God. Just where is he? I just want love. I want a harmonious love. And during all of this time, you know, I'm a single mom, noble for anybody who knows. He is not a good sleeper. He's never been a good sleeper. So I'd be up all night long and I'd be on the gram. And a guy hit me up and was like, hey, I heard you on a TV show on a and I can't find it. Can you give me the info? And I was like, I don't know. And then we just started talking every day. He happened to work overnight shifts. So he was up all night and he helped me with Noble, honestly, because he has three children who are grown and like one who is a preteen. So he was just helping me with how to get Noble to sleep, all of this stuff. And we spoke every single day for two and a half years. We FaceTimed, we text. We'd talk through Instagram and just laugh and joke. And we looked up maybe after a year and a half, like, you're my best friend. Like, this is crazy. And we'd never met each other in real life. But we'd share everything with one another. I'd cry to him when I was ghosted on dates. And, you know, he'd be on dates. And when his date went to the bathroom, he's just texting me jokes about what's going on through the night. And we're just kicking it. Never thought anything would happen my dad passed and his dad passed mm. and I wanted to be there for him as a friend cuz I knew you know I know what it's like you know what I mean and I was like I'm just going to go and and see him so you know we met up and within 15 minutes he was like so what do you want to do and I was like what are you talking about and he was like I, I mean this feels like something and I was like what it was just weird <laughs> because you know we'd never had that type of a conversation before we've never even really flirted with one another so it was just kind of like what are we doing and he kissed me and i was like okay so this feels right <laughs> and <laughs> i went home with a whole boyfriend I mean. <laughs> and you know i want to say 8 9 months later somewhere around there he proposed and then we got married. <laughs> wow.
0: I love how y'all built this friendship. And then when y'all, it was just like, the, we got together, the sparks just flew. So I was like, okay, let's just go ahead and do this.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was weird because it felt natural. I mean, and clearly we would known each other already. And I feel like, you know, you can't fake it for two and a half years. You just can't, no. you know? So it was super dope. It was yeah. super dope. And then I wanna, when I graduated I wanna... to girlfriend, I was like, "This is dope! Like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that you were this kind of like boyfriend and husband. Like, he's he's a one. I'm pretty oh, lucky. Right.
0: So, like, real supportive of him and everything. And
2: yeah, he. I mean, he helped me create my logo. He's he's been there from day one. I mean, I remember when I got DMC, and he was like, "I already knew. I've been telling you, like." Things are going to happen for you. I mean, and even with Noble, you know, he'd call every night and read to him. You know, even though he was at work, he would take a minute and just, you know, do bedtime stories with him to help me create a structure for him. So
0: that is amazing. I love it. Oh, my I goodness. I love
2: you, Mr. Branch. No <laughs> <shout out. laughs>
0: we got to talk about your wedding because I know you had a vegan wedding. How many guests mm-hmm. did you have?
2: 30. We did not. I know you had to go
0: over fifty, I knew that.
2: We had thirty, and if I could take it back, we would have went to the Justice of the Peace. It was beautiful, but it was nuts. Um, I want to
0: say it was very beautiful. I yeah. loved it. I love seeing the pictures and everything. I love seeing your honeymoon. That was looked really beautiful. Okay, why is it because like the head, like just in general for uh, anybody getting married, how stressful that is overall is why you were kind of thinking, dang, Justice of the Peace, and be done.
2: I mean, originally, yeah, but then the day that we got married was actually the day that that huge storm hit the city. And it was like a monsoon outside. So our venue, it was super sexy and cute. There was a white room and a black room. And the black room was supposed to be the party room. And like people were going to go into like this cave and take selfies and then send them to. It was like set up super dope. I get a call as I'm getting my makeup done in the morning. I hate to tell you this, Breck, but the roof caved in. <gasps> So you can only use the white room and I'm super chill. Like I didn't, you know, wig out. I was just like, okay, so what are we going to do? We ended up having to push the wedding three hours forward and we had to like bring people outside in the middle, like right after we got married, they had to come outside. But thank God, you know, by the time one o'clock rolled around when we were, when we were now scheduled to get married. It was beautiful. So I had no idea how bad it was outside. I just thought it was raining. You know what I'm saying? Because we're like in this pimped out suite. We're all the way up and I just, I can't see the ground. So I didn't know what was going on. And I'm in wedding day bliss, but it was just a lot. It was definitely a lot, but it was a beautiful day. We had so much fun. We had an after party on a rooftop and got really drunk and then fell asleep.
0: (laughs) Wait, tell us about the food. We know we got to hear about this food. What, did you dis- what made you decide to, of course, have a vegan wedding? Of course, I know you're vegan, right? Yes. And you do this as a business. But sometimes people, when they get married, they're not the com- most comfortable about having a vegan menu because most of their family and friends aren't vegans. So how did you make that decision for yourself and for your family? And tell us about some of the food that you served everybody.
2: Yeah. So, OK, my husband is pescatarian and he kind of wanted to have meat. And I was just kind of like, no, fuck that. Like, it's okay. People are not going to die if they have vegan food and they're going to love it. So we love tacos and pizza. That's our favorite. So we were like, let's just have tacos. So
0: we got <laughs> <had> tacos. <laughs> I like it.
2: Corn and nachos from our favorite place in the city. Ha ha ha. And everyone. ha
0: ha ha, you said? Mm-hmm. I love that. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: And everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. They're still calling like, where did you go to get your wedding cater? Because that food was so good. And I'm like, yeah, who's going to turn down a taco, street corn and some nachos? Nobody.
0: I like how it's, your menu was very simple. Yeah. Because I feel like it's really easy to overthink that.
2: I'm very simple. I don't need a lot. I'm very low maintenance. I just want it to be good. That's it. And as long as it's good, I'm fine. People think they look at my food and they're like, do you eat like this every day? And I'm like, I barely eat like that once a month. You know, What are you eating
0: then? What is like what is some of the things I feel like you're one of those people because you like it simple. You're probably eating a little bit of the same thing throughout the week. So what do some of those meals look like?
2: I do like a nice cashew slaw. That's really good. I just made like a grilled corn salad yesterday. I'm going to eat off that for the rest of, you know. The week. I don't know. Whatever I can get my hands on, honestly, it's nothing is really premeditated. Because
0: I feel like you put so much energy into what you're feeding everybody else that chefs, y'all always make things really easy at home for yourselves. I Mm -hmm. noticed that. Like everybody that I know as a chef does not go all out at home. Because that's their job. They're like, I'm, I'm putting all my energy into making sure everybody else is eating well. Not saying you're not eating well, but you know what I mean, like as far as the creativity.
2: Yeah, I just put shit in a bowl and I eat it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it.
0: what made you decide to finally cut your locks off, and you know why I'm asking you this question because you know I cut my my locks off last year. Was yeah. it last year? Was it the? Okay. Yeah, because I cut my locks off. I think at the end of 2019, or Thank maybe you. it was early 2020. I can't ex- exactly remember right the second, but. I know for me, the motivation to cut them off is because I really wanted a fresh start, a new beginning. It was a new chapter in my life. And I just wanted to try something else. And maybe in the future, I'll grow them again. Mm -hmm. But I know this for a lot of us, when we cut our locks off, it usually symbolizes that. So what was your
2: motivation? I was just sick of it. I wanted to get rid of it (laughs) for a while. (laughs) I told you, I'm sick of it. Do you have
0: have them like 10 years, right?
2: Maybe a little more, like maybe 11, 12 years. Uh And I was just. I was tired of it. And I also had really bad eczema on my scalp, like bad. And then my husband said to me, maybe six to seven months before we got married, he was like, you know what would be dope is if I cut your hair the day after we get married. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that idea. So the very next day, you know, we had a wedding weekend. So we're all hanging out and we had to excuse ourselves in the early evening so that he could cut my hair. And then we brought my barber in. This was all premeditated and planned. And then I came down for drinks to meet everybody and everybody was just like, oh my gosh. And it was just a beautiful, intimate experience that I got to have with him. And it was very emotional because I just felt a whole weight had been lifted off of me. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be like that. So we're actually gonna post the video and and do a little talk about that process because we're going to start a podcast or is it a podcast? I don't know. We're starting some shit on YouTube that we're excited oh, yeah. about. <laughs>
0: like you're going to do like blog videos where you just kind of sit in the camera in front of the camera and talk.
2: Yeah. Cause people DM the both of us, we get requests at least maybe twice a week. Are you guys going to do a show? You guys really should do a show. So we're like, all right. I mean, we're not really that exciting, but you know, we'll try it and I really don't think people are going to be impressed and watch it, but I mean, for the people who want to see it, why not? They'll
0: love it. We'll
2: love it. What, what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just, That's weekend. great. When do you plan on starting that? Do you know yet?
2: Soon. We wanted to start it a few weeks ago, actually, but then we had the power outage, so that didn't happen. So I don't know. If not this month, why well, don't I say this month, if not September, definitely October. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I want to switch gears with you because privately we talked about your struggles with body dysmorphia and I was really surprised when you shared it on social media because I feel like at one point, you know, it's just something that a lot of us, or maybe I'm, or I'm reading too much into it, but I actually was surprised that you shared that. Like what made you want to talk about it? And yeah, like I was, maybe it was just me, but I felt surprised that you shared it on social media.
2: Yeah, I was surprised that I shared it on social media too, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) (laughs) because I don't, I try to be transparent, but not giving my whole life, you know, but I really went through, I had a, I had a really bad meltdown leading up to the wedding where I was in the bed for three days. I did not get out unless I had to make Noble something to eat. I didn't work. I was just in the bed crying all day. And something that I tell, you know, my husband is that, listen, no matter what's going on with me, I have a very quick turnaround. No matter, you know, what is happening, I feel like we shouldn't make it a day. It should be a moment. And then you, we can have it and feel it and move on from it. Otherwise, it's easy to spiral. So I'm like, listen, after about three or four days, if I'm not up, you got a tough love me out of this situation. And I just felt like, you know, on the third day I laughed for the first time and I was able to get up and I felt okay. And then I said, you know what, I'm just going to share this because I think that a lot of people look at, I hope they don't anyway, look at my account and think that shit is always sweet and that's not the case. And I also think that Because I work out a lot and I show that. And, you know, I have ebbs and flows with that. I think that people have a certain idea about who I am. And a lot of people think that I'm this super confident woman. And I struggle with that. I'm really not. So I'm confident about what I do for a living, but that's for a living. It's not, you know, what I look like, who I am. And I struggle with a lot of that. And I just said, I'm just going to put it out here because I just want. People to know that, you know, this is a real thing. And you can appear to be one way, but really be struggling with something else that people have no idea is going on. And before I posted it, I asked, you know, Ronde, like, do you really think I should do this? And he was like, yeah, just do it. Why not? And then after that, the floodgates just opened and people were sharing, you know, their struggles with it and how people really don't understand it. And so, it was, I'm happy that I chose to do it. And also, you know, being a black woman, that plays a whole nother aspect to it because it's like, that's a white girl thing. You know what I mean? It's right. like, no, it's not. It's not. It happens to anybody. There's no cure. And you just kind of live with it. And some days are better than others. But what I will tell you is that since I've cut my lots, two things, one, I no longer have eczema. That's what it just disappeared. I have no oh, idea. Wow. And then second, I feel just very sure in who I am. I've never mm-hmm. felt so comfortable and confident since I cut all of my hair off. So mm-hmm. energy lies in that hair. And <laughs> listen, it's not, <laughs> it's not a coincidence that there was a lot of toxicity in my life. You know, while growing these locks for so many years. And then as soon as I cut them off, my husband says it all the time like, my wife is different. I got a whole new wife now. (laughs) I got a whole new woman now. So, you know, it's nice. That
0: sounds amazing. Yeah, I love
2: that. Thanks for sharing that. Especially
0: the reason I, I wanted to, even though we didn't have to go in depth with it, I wanted you to briefly share it because I truly do believe that as Black women, we don't really hear. A lot about it because yeah. because oh you know we we okay without curves everything's supposed to be okay and I think what compounds it what makes it a little more complicated is the fact that being vegan too so yeah. people always assume that if you're vegan you're supposed to be skinny mm-hmm. and so it's just like no that's not that's not always the case mm-hmm. and most of the time it's not the case right especially as we get older so yeah I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. before we wrap up, though, I want to know what are some tips or some because you learned so much over the years building your business. What are some tips that you have for someone who is looking to maybe do pop ups? since that's your passion Mm -hmm. and they want to just get more vegan food out there to the public?
2: Closed mouths don't get fed. That's how I look at it. You've got to get out and just network. Go into different places where you want to do pop ups, ask to talk to the owner, the manager, whoever. That's what I still do that now. That's how I ended up getting my pop up in Detroit. You know, I was outside one day of this bar. They didn't serve food. I said, hey, this place is super cute. Have you guys ever thought about serving food. They said, actually, we do pop-ups. And I was like, well, let me get in there. And Uh that was that. So it's just, you got to talk to people and get your face out there. Don't be afraid to cook or do whatever you're doing for free. Like right now, the big thing on social media is like, know your worth and get your (laughs) coin. And if I'm not doing free work, let me tell you again, It's not always about the coin. Do what you love, the money will come. Do what you love, and you'll be in rooms with people who you never thought that you would be in rooms with because somebody said your name in another room because they came to something that you did and they had a free sample of something. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't just be chase the coin, chase the coin. I mean, clearly you want to get paid for what you're doing, but just talk to people and put yourself out there. And don't be afraid to, you know, do something for free. That's Mm -hmm. what I would say. I mean, I don't have a super large following on social media and that's okay. Like I wouldn't be chasing that either. Who cares how many followers you have? It's not important at the end of the day. What's Mm -hmm. important is you're doing what you love and you're able to sustain your family. And that's it.
0: Yes, love it. Well, tell us how we can follow you on social media and anything else you want us to do.
2: Okay, so at InsatiableVegan on Instagram, if you want to email me, ask me any questions about anything. And I'm not one of those people who are like, if you want to pick my brain, you know, you have to charge me. I could care less. Like if you have a question, hit me up. You can either DM me or shoot me an email at Vegan. Dot com. No, no, and say at, you know. at Gmail. Yeah. And then my website, I don't even like giving it out. It's so terrible. And I'm in this gross contract with this company and I can't get out of it for another year. So don't even bother going over there.
0: Okay. So we'll just hit you up in the DMs and email you. Okay. It was such a pleasure as always to connect with you. And I just want to send more love and prosperity and just patience and calmness to your life. Patience and calmness, because I know you've been doing a lot. And you were telling me about that last time we were supposed to record, and you were, electricity was out for like three days because of that storm and you were yeah. catering. And so that's why I'm sending patience and peace to you too. <laughs> Thank
2: you. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on the show. I love it. And we got to get up so that we can like, you know, drink and eat. (laughs)
0: Seriously. (laughs) We do. (laughs)
2: Thank you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective,
1: FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.